you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jimmy Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix of popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all, Guys of the Chopper! <laughs> All right, you ready? I have to do my stupid podcast intro first. Don't knock it, Jamie. Own it. <laughs> no, as in the intro, stupid, not the podcast. Don't knock the intro, Jamie. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Best Movie 2, the podcast that tells you what movie to watch in any given situation. And this week we've got comedian, writer, uh, lover, gambler, um, former addict, Will Robbins. Hi, Will. Hello there, Alerton. What a lovely intro. Thank you very much for being so kind. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and what are we looking at today? What are we advising people on today? We are going to advise people on great movies to watch on Boxing Day. When Boxing everyone, Day, nice. Yeah, you know, that's the prime viewing day. Everyone's done the socialising. Now let's stop talking and look at the screen. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, I guess, there's so much emphasis on Christmas movies and everyone gets all excited for Christmas movies. They forget about that period in between Christmas and New Year's Day when there's nothing to do, everyone's bored, you've still got family around, so you can't watch, like, Universal Soldier or something. You just yeah. need something that you can bang on while you have your turkey curry. Yes, the uh, the part of the year in between Christmas and New Year, which is the equivalent of the gooch. Yeah, the calendar gooch. Calendar gooch. No one knows what it is, what it does, but we know it feels good. <laughs> Yeah, so we want some movies that kind of maybe still feel a bit festive, but aren't fully aren't fully Christmas movies, aren't the classics. Yeah, it's a semi Chris it's a semi Christmas movie. It could just be a movie filmed with snow in it, like Fargo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you've got the family round, you know, grandkids, banging on Fargo is quite a good one just to teach them about the perils of relationships. Don't trust anyone, not even your husband. Yep. And you know, even though it looks beautiful out there with the snow. There's killers about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is that your favourite snowy movie? I think so. I, I, I watched Fargo when I was far too young. I was at my friend's house and her mum was watching it. I was probably 10 and it was brutal. A lot of bodies getting chopped up, a lot of murdering. Wait, was, your, that, friend, was your friend there as well? Yeah, she was about, but oh. you know, the mum was pretty chill in... Uh, you know, Somerset Life, it was like, yeah, go on, watch this movie, boy, he'll be all right. <laughs> we're going to do this, just so we're going to get rich. What, forcing kids to watch? Horror no, as in, <laughs> no, as in, that was what she was saying to you, no. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we can make any money, not off podcasting or comedy, which is what we... <laughs> we can, Jamie, come on, <laughs> we need to stay positive or we've got nothing. Do you like to gig in the Gooch of the Year? Definitely not. I never gig um, over Christmas and New Year. I, I, I probably stop. My last gig's on the 20th, I think. And yeah, then, that's pretty safe. Yeah, and then I won't gig until second week of Jan. It's just... Yeah, because people, the, the first week of Jan, everyone's depressed. Anyone going to a comedy gig is like, it was either this or kill myself. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind having a break then. Uh, there's, you're not missing anything. Everyone's broken. All right, let's think then. Uh, some snowy, some snowy or, or non-Christmas or Christmassy feeling films. 
Anything you want to throw out off the bat first? Um, not quite Christmas movie. I think Dumb and Dumber is a good one. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah. that is, they go to Aspen and it's very Christmassy there. Also, the main character is called Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but um, it's not it's not quite Christmassy, but I feel like it's that time of year towards the end of the film. And, and, and at the end of the film, everyone's sort of going home for Christmas. I know yeah, it's it's snowy, but it's, you know, I don't think anyone's given anyone any presents. There's no uh, exchanging of gifts, no. Um. And also, it's kind of it's a it's a comedy, but it's a I think it's a twelve, isn't it? So it's not too risque. Yeah, it's like it's got a good romantic storyline. There's a good bit of action in there. I think it's a very clever layered film with some great comedic moments. It's got some good warnings about kind of if you've had too much Christmas dinner and maybe undercooked the leftovers, you you get that moment. That Jeff Bridges has, not Jeff Bridges, Jeff Daniels has on the toilet. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, you might get some empathy. Yeah, that's quite an intense, um, let's call it a poo scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not for me to know, is it? <laughs> we'll call it a poo scene. We'll yeah. call it what it is. Um, yeah, he destroys the toilet whilst on a first date and it goes terribly. But yeah, he was stitched up by his best mate uh, with laxatives a few hours before. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good to watch that after Christmas when no one's getting any ideas. Um, maybe don't show any of the younger family members that before Christmas dinner. Yeah, well, I think young kids would love that, though. The, the, the noises and the, the pain and he's going through on that bog is... <laughs> I remember it staying with me for quite a while. Yeah, I like, well, I like that because it's a lot of films, if you've got two friends in it, it's, you know, look how good friendship is. Aren't these friends great? Whereas the moral of Dumb and Dumber is like, no, they'll just fuck each other over to to date a woman who actually doesn't want to date either of them anyway because her husband's been kidnapped. Yeah, essentially. They've, they're, yeah, best buddies fall out, hate each other fucked each other over but then they do get to get it back together yeah. at the end lovely people <laughs> when i was a kid i always felt sad at the end and like, obviously it's a joke at the end and when they have a is it like a, a volleyball team or something shows yes. up. yeah yeah it, that that was frustrating funny but frustrating yeah yeah i, I mean because as a kid you, you don't get like it's a, the film has to end with them being worse off when they started they're just so dumb that the, <laughs> the, the whole bus full of bikini clad women just like we're looking for two boys to help us oil up pre-show and then they're like they say the town's one way and then and then also they they, they tease us because they they send the bus on the way and then like, they're like oh my god what have you done and you think that they've tweaked that they were asking the lads and they stop the bus and they're like, oh, no, sorry, we, we made a mistake. The town is the other way. So it's like a lovely little topper. Yeah, although if they've not thought ahead to hire someone before they come through. Yeah, that is um, stupid planning. And also, I can see that as like the start of a horror film. Mm. Oh, wow, this is great. We're going to be oiling up these girls and they get them in, they wake up, they're tied down, their kidneys are gone. Kidneys are gone. It's sheer chaos. Um, that is dumb, the start. dumb and dialysis. It would be. 
dumb and dialysis, great. Maybe that should be a thing when you take tiny segments of movies and you switch it up and make it the beginning of a completely new movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the last, the, the next day on most movies could be turned into a horror film. The, the next day? Yeah, the Green Mile, he just comes back. It's like, it, it didn't actually kill me. I think this is a good idea, Jamie. We're on to a, a, a billion dollar maker here. Hollywood, Hollywood is calling. <laughs> and we've got, oh, I, I've not told you about our listeners, have we? I normally do a shout out for... Yeah, uh, our listeners. We've got um, Brazil has been picking up. So hello, all our listeners in Brazil. Hello, Sa- San Paulo. Yeah, that's his name. Um, and uh, Norway, big in Norway now. Massive in Norway. Hello to the the Nordic crew. So bo- bonjour to those. Um, I don't know why I'm saying hello to them. It's your show. <laughs> well, they can follow you. You're Will Robbins at um, Willie Robbins at. That's it, yeah. Uh, just really Robin's at. Yeah. Um, I had the act at the end. Just to, <laughs> just to fuck, fuck with Elon. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Any any else? Do you think like comedy uh, is a, a, a good area to stay for? Um, I mean, could we go back to Fargo? Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all We've kind of discussed it, haven't we? Why do you think Fargo is a good one for Boxing Day? Well, I just think... I mean, the main reason is the snow. It's set in <laughs> somewhere in Canada in a very cold. Is it Minnesota or no? That's yeah, not. It's, it's it's one of the it's one of the cold ones, isn't it? It's freezing there, and that's um, Christmas vibes. The snow. I mean, we kind of talked about it. What about Kindergarten Cop? Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. It's a that's a, it's a family one, but it's actually like it's quite dark at the start, and it's got some yeah dark moments. And isn't there a point where it's Christmas in that? He, dre- he dresses as Santa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably thinking of Jingle All the Way. Uh, I yeah, but, with Tur- Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah, but if you do the back to back of um, Jingle All the Way and then Kindergarten Cop on Boxing Day, and you can imagine that the character, you know, he's not allowed to see his son anymore. Yes. In Kindergarten Cop. If you imagine that as a result of what he did in Jingle All the Way, uh, where he, he steals like some really high tech technology that has, includes a rocket pack, yeah, that's just designed to promote a toy. He's gone crazy. The wife's left him. She's like, no. I think at one point there's like a bomb in a mailbox or something. I think there's a bomb. Yeah, it gets pretty yeah. heavy actually for a you kid. You remember that <laughs> that hilarious kids bit where someone puts a bomb through the American mail system. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's full on, and in kindergarten cop, um, doesn't the the demented father of one of the children set a light to the whole school? Yeah, yeah, I think there's, um, he runs over, I think he oh he kills he kills a drug dealer at the start or a drug like one of his low level drug dealers. Then he kills his girlfriend, and you're like, this is a good family movie, wholesome I- vibes. I think at one point Arnie threatens a witness and says, I'm going to follow you around your whole life. Uh, but I, I quite like that Arnie at the start of Kindergarten Cop. He's like bearded and you can tell he's a real stinky boy. Yeah, he, he looks good. I think he's born for the role. And then he kind of he, he loosens up because he's 
surrounded by kids that aren't his, which is, you know, that's quite a good scenario to watch if you've just had to go through Christmas Day yourself. So he has to go undercover, doesn't he, as a cop in that school? Yeah, he's not, he's a teacher. He's not, he doesn't pretend to be one of the kids. Yeah, that would be another reason. <laughs> that would be quite funny. <laughs> just no one, no one kind of let on to it as well. Yeah, and the teachers are like, don't, don't question it. Everybody is different. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. I've shit myself. <laughs> yeah, can I go to the loo? I've shut myself. Um, can't do the Arnie accent, and I don't think many people can because no one knows what it is. That's right, I've checked. We don't have that many listeners in Austria. We do Germany, but I'm sure right now they're like, yeah, that, that sounds exactly like Carl from over the border. So, Solid. nailing it. <laughs> have you, what is it about Kindergarten Cop that you like then? I just think it's a ridiculous storyline. This, this cop is like in amongst it with all the kids trying to catch this baddie dad daddy um yeah because when they go down there he's it's it's meant to be the female partner who she's like a previous teacher yeah and then she gets food poisoning from like clams or something <laughs> and the, the the school just takes it on like oh i know we were set up this other person to come in and be a teacher and it's it's only like the headmaster who knows what's going on uh and they're like, oh, yeah, you just have a completely different person. That's fine. What's his name? I've forgotten. He's Detective John Kimball. Kimball. My name is Mr. Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> I'm a cop. And he's so good with the kids, and the kids love him. It's yeah. Awesome. And then I think it builds up towards the end, doesn't some kid scale um, a telephone pole? Yeah, so he, he comes into the school, and the idea is that... Uh, the, the baddie, his son, is one of these kids in this school, but he doesn't know who, so it's a bit of like a, a whodunit, yeah. or a who, who, who done the mum, I guess. And the, uh, He kind of gets with the mum, doesn't he? Yeah, so the mum turns out to be one of the other teachers who's really friendly to him, even though that mum's responsibility should be to the children, and when he comes in and he's, like, beating the kids and shouting at them and showing them a gun, she probably shouldn't be like, here you go, you know, things, things are tough, but everyone's all right. She was just looking out for herself, trying to get a bit of dick. Yeah, and they kind of, they have the chemistry of two people who are waiting for the toilet on a Avanti train, I think. It's not really like, oh, this this is passionate. No, they were like, we we are both utter bores, so let's connect (laughs) on that, and let's start a relationship to create one big, boring couple. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. Um... I guess, like, uh, if do you think a sequel would be him him going back to being a cop, but he's he's taking them lessons, or does he carry on being a teacher, but cracks because he hasn't shot anyone in a while and just starts mowing down, packing heat, becomes a school shooter. (laughs) I think there was a second one, but Arnie wasn't in it. You know, Dolph Lundgren is in the second one. Someone knows his stuff. Oh, I know he's in it. I haven't seen it. Right, Um, yeah. Um, I think there should be a second one where Arnie does go undercover as a child in the school. (laughs) And takes on a school shooter. Yes, yes. Tackles the school shooter, becomes the hero, and everyone's like, wow, this this eight-year-old kid (laughs) has saved the day. Yes, he's six foot seven. And And he he launched the shooter 
through a window that was double glazed. Yeah, and maybe the shooters shoot Zani like a hundred times, but the bullets can't penetrate his strong, leathery Austrian skin. He gets shot in this as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he gets shot towards the end and he's like bleeding out. He's a hero. Again, a kid's film where I think he gets shot and then doesn't a ferret attack the body? There's a ferret. The, the, the ferret is the hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wonder what uh, rating that movie is. I'm guessing 12. Yeah, I think it might have got a 15 in the UK, but it's a PG-13 yeah, yeah, yeah. in the States, and then they probably cut it to a 12. I mean, you know, if they put the hardcore sex scene back in that he has with the mum, then that's probably an 18. God, I remember watching some films and, and then they were like a 15 and they were hardcore, some of the 15s, you know. Yeah, weird. you can never tell. Like the Indiana Joneses are a PG and yeah, that, people's faces melting. Yeah, the melting was terrifying. Do you know what? The most terrifying film I've ever seen in my whole life was a PG and um, it has scarred me. Obviously, it was to do with like the age I was when I watched it. It was called arachnophobia. Yes. Love arachnophobia. Yeah, it's just, I just don't like spiders. I know it's basic, but that film was fucking terrifying. Yeah, I can't put slippers on now without checking. Without checking, yeah. And yeah. that's normal in Australia, apparently. Check your slippers. Yeah. In case there's slippers. a fucking crocodile in there or something. <laughs> no, that, that bit towards the end when he's trying to get out. And they keep crawling yeah, down, yeah, the walls, the house. down the window. Yeah. And I think a nest explodes and like th- thousands of baby spiders run around. Yeah. Oh. And it's they've already said like one bite from this new breed will kill you. Oh. Yeah, I remember watching it with my parents and I remember like shuddering and crying with fear. And, 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 <laughs> and, I, and they made you watch. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the parents laughing. They were just like they, they were finding it funny that I was scared. That you were traumatized. And they were just, because it was a PG and it, you know, there wasn't any like killing, so to yeah. speak, or like brutal stuff. It was just spiders. They were just like, go on, boy, watch this. God, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, but you know, it made me who I am today. A loser. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> terrified of Daddy Long Legs. John Goodman's good in that though. I like Johnny John Goodman. Yeah, always smile when he shows up. He's very. He feels very Christmassy. He feels like a family kind of movie man, doesn't he? Yeah, you look at John Goodman. You got what the Flintstones, King Ralph. King Ralph's not a bad uh, kind of post Christmas day. Are you know? Are you aware of King Ralph? Not aware of it. Tell me about it. Let me sell you on King Ralph. Picture. John Go- John Goodman, who is American. Lovely. Both as character and actor in the film King Ralph. He plays Ralph, and uh, the the British monarchy is getting together for like a historical photo shoot. Yeah, um, and it's raining, and the like some of the light and wire runs through the stairs, and it electrocutes everyone who's uh, like in line for the throne. Um, which it's a comedy, so they they handle that scene <laughs> quite like quickly because obviously there's like children that die. Um, Jesus Christ. Is it, what? yeah, like a period thing? No, 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 no. It's, set, well, it's made in, like, I think it's 1990 or 89. 
And the only living descendant is this American like lounge singer, John Goodman, who's like a scumbag and a drunk. And Peter O'Toole comes in. Legend. Yeah, absolute hero. And and he's like, you're the king of England now. So hilarity ensues. It's a real fish out of water. Can't work out if it sounds terrible or good. Well, your your mic keeps rubbing on your jump. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, can you put your penis away as well, please? Yep. Just let me just pop that away. Sorry, man. <laughs> that, that sometimes happens. <laughs> um, okay. What about yeah, one? most um, people don't join with two cameras? That's why it's weird that it just it was the first perspe- perspective. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've got a whole camera crew in behind the laptop filming. No, not, not shooting at it and just watching. Just just watching just for my behind the scenes OnlyFans account. <laughs> um, okay, what about have you seen Sorry I Mad Married an Axe Murderer? Oh, so I so I married an axe murderer. Okay. Was that the sequel? Okay, film nerd. Sorry. So I married Sorry, an axe I married an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, that's a good Boxing Day film. Yeah, that's got some great stuff. The uh, the Scottish family in there. Yeah, we actually, my my brother has quite a big head, so we used to shout stuff. The quotes there. Head move. Head move. <laughs> uh, yeah. There'll be tears on his pillow tonight. So good. Gotta love Mike Myers. Um, his films are just like a compilation of sketches. Sometimes they'll. Yeah, it's weird. It's his his later films got so bad that you actually have to go back to check like were we conned yeah i i watched his new thing on netflix i couldn't get through it it was like oh, yeah. a sci-fi kind of surreal alien thing weird yeah it's it's like it's a toss up between are we glad that he's still taking risks or is he just making shite Maybe he just feels like he's got so much creative freedom. There's sort of nothing holding him back or down, which is great. But I don't know. Just miss the old Mike Myers. It's hard when you do something so good, like Austin Powers or Wayne's yeah. World. It, 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 it's always it's a curse, isn't it? Because they're like, well, it's not. It's not either of those two movies. You can't just keep bashing out the hits. Yeah, I mean Austin Powers is mad because it's you don't normally get decent comedy sequels. Um, and so good. They yeah. actually had free, like, you know, if someone wanted to put on Austin Powers free, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Is that the one with? Is that Gold Member? That's yep. Gold Member. Yeah, I love gold. Yeah, like, they had. He likes eating his own fat, skin. Fat bastard. They had Beyonce in it. Um, very funny. I mean, the first one is always going to be my favorite. Though. Yeah, love it. I think because yeah. there was no pressure on the first one. I think they get away with more, and then it, the mm. the two sequels they were like, oh, we should probably lean a bit towards kids. Okay, Allerton, you know best <laughs> in terms of marketing. <laughs> yeah, in terms of marketing. Um, yeah, the, the, I I downloaded the script for Austin Powers, the first one. It's so fucking fun to mm. read, and I think that's I try and read a lot of scripts. It's just it's literally a page turner. And I, I like it's, yeah. I'm like laughing out loud at the script, and I think oh, I don't know it's just inspiring to to get the funny across on paper. Yeah, in the space of like in the space of like a minute, I think it's got two of my favorite jokes that I've ever seen. And yeah, go on. when he's at the blackjack table, and he he gets his words wrong, he does allow me to introduce 
Oh no, allow myself to introduce <laughs> He's trying to be all myself, yeah. cool. And then he plays he plays blackjack and I think he, he yeah, the, the dealer has like 19 and he gets 15 and then decides to stick and he's like, I too like to live dangerously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone at the table's like, Well, yeah, yeah you've lost. You, you do it. <laughs> it, it's so up my street that sort of um being dumb, uh, uh, being the dumb, but looking stupid, but yeah. trying to be cool. It, it, it's just the perfect humor for me. I think it's dumb clever, Austin Powers. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you have, you know, him fighting someone on the toilet while Tom Arnold thinks he's talking to his poo. Yeah, yeah. Who do you work for? <laughs> number, two, Tell me who you work for, number two. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he's, he's murdering someone, and the guy next door in the cubicle thinks... He's having one of the most epic shits. He's like, "Yeah, you, you, you tell him, you tell him in there." Uh, Again, what about what, what about what about the cameo from Will Ferrell at the very beginning? Oh, Mustafa, Mustafa, and he's like, kills him or <coughs> bends him into the fire underneath the, the office, and he's like, "Ow, ow!" He's like, in yeah, it's. It's like they watched all the James Bonds and they answered all the questions that we always had about the James Bonds, you know, that kind of, well, I know he's just got rid of a henchman, but what if that's not fatal? Um, yeah. And, you know, and then he gets shot. <laughs> you shot me. <laughs> you shot me. <laughs> it just goes on and on. <laughs> and, it's... and that was before we knew who Will Ferrell was. Like, Yeah. I mean, he must have been doing bits before that, but maybe like, obviously not. Hollywood movies, but I think he was still like just starting on SNL. And yeah, he must have been, you know, smashing it on the improv scene, doing a bit of SNL writing, and then got that. Oh, yeah, love it. Love. Oh, I bet, I bet Mike Myers got in touch a few years later, and he was like, "How's about you let me cameo in your films?" No. Yeah, and I wonder what Will Farrell said. Oh, so you, you mentioned so married an axe murder there. Yep. Is that? Uh, have you got like a particular love of that one? Because I I love that's just on the right side of like dumb. Yeah, I mean, I love my, that era of Mike Myers. And um, what what order did uh, his films come out in? Was was Married and Axe Murderer first, then Wayne's World? Then... I think it it might have been Wayne's World first, just because um, that was on SNL, wasn't it? Yeah, they were what they were doing some sort of sketches on SNL first. All right, so Wayne's World is ninety two, and Axe Murder is ninety three. God, right. he was huge. So he did he did Wayne's World, then Married an Axe Murderer, and Wayne's World two in the same year. Yeah, he was on fire, as they say. So he, uh, and also you can't forget he's Shrek as well, isn't he? He's got that Shrek money. Oh God, and he's Shrek, yeah. Yeah, I think people count out him and Eddie Murphy as like, oh, he just moved into doing shit films and they're just sitting on that Shrek gold. That voiceover money, boy. Yeah, or Shrek, they probably got paid in like Dogecoin or something. Or I mean, yeah, back then that would have been good, good investment. I Please let me <laughs> talk about Bitcoin. I have no idea what's happening. Um, yeah, I just love that scene where he does spoken word in... <laughs> uh, woman whoa woman. man she stole my heart and my cat you gotta believe anyway yeah it's great and he's sort of 
it really does remind me of some terrible gigs that I've seen over the years at <laughs> open mic nights or, or sort of variety nights and someone comes up and does a bit of spoken word. It, it, it's a fine line, but, you know, most spoken word slash poetry is utter hell to sit through. Um, some some of it can be good, but um, it's hard. Yeah, I feel like the only the only kind of issue with Sarah Mode and Axmed was that the main character is someone who sees themselves as like a big guy on the spoken word poetry scene. Mm. And like we've all we've all met that person who comes into a room at an open mic and is like, Yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty de- big deal on the open mic circuit. Yeah. Big dick you know, on campus. That's like being the best nonce in the prison, you know. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. I got them numbers up. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, it's just not a big deal, is it? Is that Christmassy? I don't even know what time it was filmed. Well, weddings are Christmassy, aren't they? You know, because yeah. they cost you loads of money and you end up hating the person you're buying stuff for. Yeah, and you'll stuff your face and get hammered. <laughs> um, right, so, well, you've done great here. I've just got... Are you are you picking as your as your which one are you going for as your ultimate? Um, well, we've had best a, movie to watch on Boxing Day. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've chosen what I think the best movie for Boxing Day would be. I think it's going to be Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. All right, nice. So I've got a couple because obviously it's going to have to hit some criteria for being the best movie ever. Right. Okay. So I've got a couple of criteria, and I think actually this. This does quite well. Uh, so it's just just some questions that will solve. Is this the best film? So the first one: Does anyone have iconic hair that transcends time? And I'd say yes. yeah, someone dumber. Yeah, they've got some great hair in there. I mean, Lloyd Christmas has the iconic bowl haircut. Yeah, that, I'd say that that makes it past the nineties. It's probably yeah. back now as well, isn't it? Well, it, it really is because. Uh, I live in a place called Hackney, and <laughs> a lot of people seem to be putting bowls on their head and mm. trimming along the fringe in a very straight line, and that's trendy now. So, you know, Dumb and Dumber is 93. This is 20 years later. You know, people are doing it. People are doing the straight fringe. Yeah, I guess. Is that like, uh, was it really Mara in uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Maybe she brought it back. Yeah, she, yeah, that's like, um, is that a Swedish film? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's got it. It's like a, it's like a hipster, like oh, I live in a, f- a warehouse flat share, and I've got loads of tobacco and my hair, whatever vibes. Uh, yeah, so it's got what? iconic hair. Next yeah. one is there a scene where chugging a Guinness would help? And actually, I think where he gets his, uh, either where he gets his tongue stuck to the ice, you you throw a, a, like room temperature Guinness over that, you're okay. If he had a room temperature Guinness, he could have poured it on the tongue and he would have become unstuck and he would have saved his life. Exactly. Or when he shits his guts out. Yeah. Nothing in you. Is Guinness good for that to, after you've had the shits to line your stomach, maybe? Yeah. 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 Oh, so we're doing all right. We're doing well on this. A couple more. Uh, is there a sexy sex scene? Yes. When it, it, it's, it's actually a dream scene but he's driving his car and he falls asleep at the wheel. <laughs> and then he iman- he imagines lots of things like uh, he imagines telling a joke at a party and everyone laughing. 
he imagines beat, um, pulling the heart out of a waiter who has flirted with his missus. And then the final bit is him uh, by an open fire, and he starts snogging the 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 lead woman in it, and it's a pretty uncomfortable snog. There's tongues everywhere. It doesn't look like he, he knows what he's doing. And then she takes off her dress, and her boobies are... The truck, the headlights. <laughs> truck, the truck headlights, and and then the, the the lights are sort of flashing at him while he's looking at the tits, and and then he suddenly wakes up and he realises he's about to have a head on with a tanker. Uh, yeah, so we've got we've got a sexy sex scene. Yep. Uh, is there room for the throat rip from Roadhouse? I'd say yeah. You've already got it, haven't you? You got the heart rip uh, in the yes. dream. He pulls out the heart of a of a lovely chef. So you add a, a throat rip to that as well. It just heightens it. Yes, maybe. Uh, is there an absolute banger in there? Are there any great songs? Can you remember the soundtrack? Yes, I can remember the and some bangers. I I can't sing, but um, sing it right now. Sing it. Sing it really clear. Here I go. <laughs> you can't oh go. yeah. Yeah. Yes, the absolute banger. Um. Uh, uh, that's it. And the final one is there a quote you can say in your wedding vows? Yes, I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> or he says, um, I've come a long way, Mary. Hit me with it. <laughs> what are the chances of a guy like me and a girl like you? Uh, and when he does that speech, it's just uh, fucking it, funny. When he does this, so you're saying, and she's it like, "Here's a chance." Yeah, she's like, "It's not good, like one in a million. And then he's <laughs> over the moon with joy. So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, okay. I think I might watch them with them on Boxing Day then. I think um, you should, mate. It's a classic. Yeah, cheers, mate. Get the family round uh, while they're all very angry at me for spending. The Christmas present money gambling on Beth365. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good. Uh, have you got any any socials or anything you wanna you wanna shout out to our friends in Norway? Hello, Norway. If you like wholesome, feel good, tiny bit slapsticky sketches, follow at the lovely boys on TikTok and Instagram for weekly sketches. There we go. At the lovely boys on TikTok. Instagram. Oh yeah, we've actually we had your your friend on Ben Cohen, who's in that with you. Yeah, lovely he's, Ben. He's a friend of the pod, so everyone would have heard him before. Uh, ben now they Cohen. can tell that you're the alpha of the group. <laughs> we are equal in the group always. <laughs> but you take the majority of the revenue. From yes, the it's a eighty twenty split on everything. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, super. Uh, thanks very much, Will. Cheers for coming on. Uh, I hope you had a good Christmas and have a have a good New Year's. Happy Christmas, Allerton, and yeah, have a good New Year. All right, cheers, mate. Love you. Love ya. <laughs>